He is good. All the time. He never leaves us or forsakes us. He is always there with us. Doesn't matter what we are going through. He is always there. And sometimes he surprises us. When we are not expecting him to come through, he comes through at the right time. Amen? Amen? He is a good God. Today we are on Luke chapter 4. When I was looking at this chapter, I was thinking, oh, mm, everyone of us does go through temptation and trials. And then I asked myself, if Jesus himself did go through trials and temptations, who are we to think that we can escape that? Before we start, can we pray? Father God, I thank you for giving me this opportunity to stand before your children. I thank you, Father, for what you have for us today. Lord, I'm asking for your Holy Spirit to speak through me, for I am nothing without you. I look up to you, Lord, for I know you have something good for us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we all go to Luke chapter 4, starting from this one, I will go to verse 12, I think. And Jesus, being full of the Holy Spirit, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Being 40 days tempted at the de of the de devil, and in those days he did not eat nothing. And when they were ended, he afterwards hungered. And the devil said unto him, if you be the son of God, command these stones that it be made bread. Have we been there? If you really you are a Christian, do this or do that. If really you believe you are God, let him take you out of this situation. If really you are who you say you are, do this or that. We all have been there. And what did Jesus say? And Jesus answered him saying, It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but every word of God. And verse 5, And the devil, talking him up into the high mountain, showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said unto him, All this power will I give you, and the glory of them. All this power. When I read this verse, I was laughing because the devil is telling Jesus, all this power I will give you. While we know all power belongs unto him, but the devil said, all this power. Well, you know what? When we are in trial and temptation, when we have faced difficulties, we do get temptation from around people, even from the loved one. They said, if you do this, you will get out of this situation. We do forget that all power has been given to us by God. We do forget that whom should we look at for us to get out of the situation. And sometimes we fall into a small trap. And then when you have fallen into that trap, you think, why did I do this? But it's too late. 
But thank God we have a good, good God. When we ask for forgiveness, he does forgive us and we start again. Amen? Mm -hmm. Verse 7, he said that, If you therefore will worship me, all shall be yours. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you save. And he, meaning Satan, brought him to Jerusalem and set him on the pinnacle of temple and said unto him, If be the Son of God, cast yourself down from hence, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge over you to keep you. And in their hands they shall bear you up, lest at any time you dash your foot against a stone. And Jesus answered, said unto him, It is said, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. In John chapter 16, Jesus said, I have told you these things in, so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart. For those who were here two weeks ago, I think when, when Ian was pre preaching, he used this word, but. And he did remind us no matter circumstance we are facing, when we go through the Bible, the word but give us hope. Not but the but in the world. You know, but in the world just discourage us. Oh, you know you are good, but oh, I cannot give you this job. You know you are really good, but unfortunately this has gone this. But when you read the Bible and they say, but, we build up a hope. Hope. You say, we will have many trials and troubles, but take heart. For he has overcome, and we will overcome. We will face trials and tribulation. But... Take heart. Last Sunday, Pastor Rob was preaching here. He said that if you know the word, if you know the word of God, you are in control of every situation. Because the devil comes to us to tempt us because he's trying. Do you think when he was talking to Jesus, did he not know that Jesus already knows all those things? He's trying his luck. And if you continue, I th in, in this word, he said, he left him for a while. Meaning that no matter what, what, what the devil is trying to tempt you, when he leaves you, don't think that he won't come back. He will come back with another trick. Because he has tried this one, he's not working. He's going to, 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 to work out, how should I go? But keep heart. We are overcomers. We are more than conquerors. We are the children of the Most High God. If he has won, he has won for us. Because most of the battles we are fighting, he has already won them. When he rose from the grave, the same power which took him out of the grave is the same power which is in us. And we can overcome, we can conquer any type of things which are coming through us as long as we fix our eyes upon him. 
Sometimes people will say, oh, me, I won't be tempted. Really? If you won't be tempted, heart off for you. But if Jesus himself was tempted, who do you think you are? You won't be tempted. And you know what? Temptation will come. Trials will come. And when you are tempted, it's not a sin. You may be surprised I'm saying it's not a sin when you're tempted. But the word of God says that when you're tempted, it's not a sin. It is a sin when you yield to the temptation. Because like Jesus here was asking, if you are a son of God, do this, do that. If he yielded and do what the devil was telling him to do, it could have been a sin. Likewise, when we are tempted, when the devil is coming to us, and the devil doesn't come to us in the form of devil, does come to us in the form of a, someone you trust, someone you know, and telling you do this. When you think of this, you say, no, this is not right. As long as you're not yielding to it, even if you listen, still you have not sinned. Amen? Amen. There is nothing in our life happen God is not aware of. You may say that this situation which I'm going through is too much. Yes, it is too it might be too much, but the situation which I'm going through is different from what you're going through. It's different from what your neighbor going through. And God knows everyone what they can endure. Your temptation might not last it maybe for two minutes. My temptation, maybe you won't last for it, but God knows I can endure for how long? He knows. We can see what he did to Job. Job was a righteous man. Job trusted God in everything. And then Satan went to say, God, this man is trusting you and loving you because of what you are doing in his life. Take everything from him and see if he will continue to trust you and, and love you. God, knowing us, because God always knows the end of the story from the beginning. God, knowing Job, he knew he will not. He will not give up on him. And God allowed Satan to tempt Job, but he said only do not touch his life. And he didn't. And throughout Job, he has never said anything negative about God. I'm sure no one of us can go through what Job has. And God knows we can't. God knows our weaknesses. He knows our strength. He knows what trial he, it may come to you and you can endure and what trial you won't be able to endure. So when trial comes to us, do not blame God. The Bible tells us to resist the devil and he will flee from us. In, in James chapter 1, verse 1, verse 13, I mean, say that when tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. 
But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own, by their own desire and enticed. Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. Though temptation is allowed by God, but God is there to take us through it. The victory which Jesus won is us. He has given us that victory only if we know the word. Only if we know who we are. Only if we know what we are built upon. When Jesus was tempted in Luke chapter 4, he was tempted in three ways. First, the devil told him, turn rocks into bread. The thing which the devil probably he forgot or I don't know if he forgot or he was trying him. He forgot that he is the bread of life. And not only the bread of life, he is the living water as well. Because you, when you, he, he was hungry for 40 days. If someone bring you a bread for 40 days, you have not eaten. You need a drink of water as well. But to him, he was everything. He was the bread of life. And he was the living water. The, the tempting of to turn the bread into to turn rock into bread is the last of a flesh. And man, do we all go that through? And this will happen at the Garden of Garden of Eden, where Adam and Eve were tempted. Through last, they fall. And the fall of man continued until Jesus came to redeem us. Hallelujah. And the other thing the devil tempted Jesus, he said that, worship me. He said, I will give you all this if you can worship me. The last of eyes. Something you see and you like it. He said, I should have this one. But you are having that kind of thing. What is the price you need to pay for that to have it? How many things do we have but they are not any way favorable to us? All our worship belongs to God. And that's what Jesus said to the devil. We should worship him alone. And Satan hates us. Why? Because he knows we are made by his image. We, when you, if you read the Bible, you say that the fall, because Satan is the, fallen, is the fallen angel, was created by God, was so beautiful, was so wise. But when God created a man, and that was the last thing God created, everything God created, he say it's good. But when he created a man, he said, it is very good. And he created a man on his own image. That's when the devil started to feel jealous. Why did he create this man on his image? We were told that he was created as a very beautiful creature, wise, intelligent. But still, he wanted to be like God. 
So that's where the pride came. And through the lust of eyes, the pride rise. And we fall to that pride. We are not in the line of God's will. This world is controlled by Satan. Satan has got the control of all the system of the world. And right now, he will show you a lot of things. lot of things which when you look to the eye, you really, really want to have them. But only if you worship. Only if you worship. We all know what is going on. We all see. We all listen to the media. We all say... We, some of the things is really pathetic, but it's happening. It's happening. If someone does something wrong, nowadays they have a, a trick. If they, they say that, I'm coming out, I'm gay, people, they start to feel sympathy for that person. They forgot everything which has been talking about that person, they start to praise him, how brave he is. How I don't understand this. Because this is exactly what the devil did by thinking he's better. Because God has created you as a man. Or God has created you as a woman. Now you think that I'm not who God said I am. I want to be different. And when you say that I want to be different, all the word is praising you for how brave you are to decide you want to be from what God has not created you to be. How pathetic is that? If you stand up and say that I'm straight, no one even, in fact, people, they think maybe something is wrong with you. But if you stand up in, in the crowd and say, oh, I decided now I'm just leaving my wife or leaving my husband, I'm going to marry another woman. Everyone is running around you to praise you, how brave you are, how good you are, how... Can you imagine the last of the eyes, the praise which we get from the devil when we worship him, the praise which we receive, even if in, I'm, I work in the institution where, should I say, they call diversity. Equality and diversity. Yes, we all like equality and diversity. But when you look at that equality and diversity very clearly, you understand what do they mean. And last Sunday when Pastor Rob was preaching and said that to talk to somebody about God and everything, where we work and everything, you know, you may be sitting with somebody, you get used to those people, those, that person, and you start to tell them about God. But you know now what is going on in the government? I work for the government. There are this they call hot desking. That, that thing came to my mind last Sunday when Pastor was preaching. Hot desking, it means today you will sit here, tomorrow you will sit there, the day after tomorrow, you sit there, which means if today I sit near June, tomorrow I will, I will sit maybe near Steve. The other day I will sit near Lou, which means to build up that relationship with somebody is difficult because you won't be seeing them time to time, every time there. So that thing came to my mind last night. I said, you know, this is the 
part of devil's scheme, not for us to get used to people so you can talk to them about sensible things. Because you cannot see somebody today and start to telling them, you know, God is good, God loves you, God do this. So someone, you see different person every day. That is the scheme of the devil to make sure that we are not getting used to people so we can tell them about the good news of God. I just think of that Sunday and I think, you know, I have never thought of this, but this hot desking thing is the scheme of devil that we are not being used to people. Because on the government, there is a lot of people in the office, maybe you are maybe, the whole building maybe nearly thousand people. So imagine every day you're sitting in a different area. How will you know somebody? Which means they are, they are, they are, they are, they are, they are, they are blocking that relationship. You cannot build a relationship with somebody. But you know what? God is good. He will never be defeated. When he wants to build his church, the gates of hell will not prevail. The church will go on. Doesn't matter how many we are, the church will continue to grow. Because the church is not the building. The church is me and you. If you build your church from where you're coming, from yourself, build your, uh, yourself, equip yourself with the word of God, being full of the spirit, be full of knowledge of the God, word of God, it doesn't matter what's going on. We are victorious. We are winners. We, were, we are overcomers. The other area which Jesus was tempted is when he said, jump off the top of the roof. Jesus has everything. God has everything because Jesus is God. And now the devil is showing him, you know, obviously it is in spirit. Because you cannot, no matter where you stand, you cannot see everything of the word in spirit. Like when Moses was shown the promised land. He said, I will give you everything. Mm. Is there anything really we can give to God? Is there anything we can offer to God? Huh? There is nothing. There is nothing we can offer to God because he has everything. Jesus said that you should not tempt God, your God. The only place in the Bible where we, sh we are allowed to test God is in Malachi chapter 3 and verse 10. And do you know how can we test him? Emma is, <laughs> Lou is just putting this. Just say it. <laughs> by offering and tithe. That's the only area we are allowed to test God. So my, my dear brothers and sisters, if you don't try God and you expect a miracle, I don't know. It's not for me to say, go and read Malachi chapter 3. He said that, try me and see. In fact, I feel like I should read it. Malachi chapter 3. Can we go there? It's just, just before the New Testament. Malachi 
In verse 10, he says that bring all the tithe into the storehouse, that they may be meat in my house, and prove me now herewith. In other, other, other versions, say, test me now. Say the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive. You may say that all oh, bills are piling up, oh, this is there, I have this to pay, I have that. Pro test God. Test God. If you have never given up a tithe, start now. Start to tithe, because that's what he said here. If you read this chapter, he said that you are robbing me. Can you imagine stealing from God? He said, how are we, are we, are we, how are we stealing from you? He said, by not giving offering and tithe. And you know, if you steal from somebody, even if they have something they want to give you, they won't because you are taking it to yourself. You have already taken it. They won't give it to you. So anyway, I'm not talking about that today. <laughs> when we compromise our situation, we become an agent of devil. Because all this temptation, he was trying to say, and everything, if Jesus could adhere to them, he would have become an agent to the devil. Remember, Jesus came to the world as a servant. But the devil was asking him that, I will say, he say in this, just bear with me. Jesus was asking him, not Jesus, the devil, to save. But Jesus said we should save only God. Because Jesus came this world as a servant. So why is the devil saying that I will save you? I'm not here to be saved. You only save God. Because Jesus, when he was in the world, was not as God. Was as a man. So why do we want people to save us? Why do we want people to worship us? Why do we want people to see us like we are superior? Why do we want to put ourselves in the midst of people like someone who is more superior than the others. That's wrong. That's wrong. Satan can offer us all the eyes can see and perceive. But what is offering does not worth losing our eternal life. The Bible tells us to seek first the kingdom of God and all other things will be added. But here the devils forget that we are supposed to seek first the kingdom of God. He said to Jesus that I will give you everything. No, we have to seek first the kingdom of God. Silver and gold belongs to God. Although this, the system of the world is controlled by Satan, but still, God is above all. 
When Satan was quoting the words, for example, when he said that he will give angels charge over you, yes, it is written in Psalms 91 that he will give angels charge over us. But the one word which Satan did not say, he said that if, if you read here, it's verse... Yeah, verse 10. For it is written, he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you. And in their hands, they shall bear you up least any time you dash your foot against a stone. But if you go to Psalm 91, there are some words which the devil did not want to use. Psalm 91 is in verse 11, I think. 13. Yeah, you start from 11. For he shall give angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. To keep you all your ways. For they bear you up in their hands, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon... So the devil did not want to say there is a word your will there. Because he knew that if he mentioned the word will, Jesus knows that this is not the will of God for me to do this. Because most of the things we do, it seems right in our own eyes. But is it the will of God? Satan knew that Jesus can turn those stones into bread. He knew that Jesus can decide to throw himself there. But is, was it the will of God? For me, I do call it sometimes stupidity. When you stand before people and say that, I'm a Christian and I can go through this and I won't be harmed because he said, he will, he will keep me from falling. His angels will bear me. That is stupid. You know that if you fall from that roof, you will, if you are, you are, you are lucky, you are lucky maybe you will break your back and everything, but you will die. But you are saying that, oh, they say, oh, God say that in his word, he will give his angels charge over you. Yes, he will say he will give his angels, but what circumstance has led you to that situation? Yeah. What is the circumstance for you to be on that situation? You know, fasting for 40 days like Jesus did is, is not something many can do. Live alone to fast maybe for a week or for two days. Even for a day somewhere they can't. And he was hungry. I think on that time, if someone who has ever tried to fast, when you're fasting, even something which you don't like, when you see them, it is enticing. Even something you don't like, you just want to have them. So now I say just, Jesus was hungry. And you know, the other thing which is mentioned on here, he was full of the Holy Spirit. Don't think that when you're full of the Holy Spirit, you won't be tempted. Don't think that when you have fasted, you've been fasting maybe for three days, for four days, for a week or whatever, you feel yourself like energized, you feel yourself, the word is in you, you feel yourself, it's when temptation comes. 
It's when the devil is trying you to say, oh, you've been fasting for a whole week. Or, or you sometimes when we receive our breakthrough, it's when the temptation comes. You receive a, a breakthrough and temptation is right in your eyes. You forgot everything and yield to the temptation. You forgot that God has brought you from far and you yield to the temptation to solve a problem of one minute. And when you fall to that temptation, you said, you know what? There's no need. But if you have fallen, you have fallen. But as I said earlier, thank be to God. Because he forgives us. Always forgives us. In Matthew 4, 4 chapter, chapter 4 and verse 4, is the same subject they are talking about. But I like the way Matthew put it. He said that it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. If we know the word of God, when temptation comes to us, when trials come, we know how to go through it. Because all promises are yes and amen. And there is no situation in this, by, in this world that has not been mentioned in this world and we can overcome by reciting the word of God and fixing our eyes upon him. For he is the author and the finisher of our faith. He has won it before. The battles we are fighting has already been won. There is no new battle. There is no new, new things we are looking for which is he has won everything. Everything for us is for us to grab it. It's for us to embrace it. It's for us to practice on it. It's for us to use his word to claim what belongs to us. Amen? You may ask yourself, why, why God does allow temptations? Without temptation... Our faith is not complete. This is found on First Peter, one, First Peter 1, 6 to 7. I'm not going to read it. The time is not on our hand. Through temptation, we learn to rely on the word of God. As Jesus recites, man should not live by bread alone. Through temptation, we have choice to do will of God or to follow Satan. It's through trials and temptation when you, you realize how strong your faith is. Because when you come to difficulties in situations, when you look at yourself, who are you looking at? Are you looking at God or are you looking at man to help you to solve your problem? And if you're looking at man, it's very, very dangerous. For us who are coming from Africa, you will agree with me. Through these new preachers, whether they are preaching gospel or not, I'm not here to judge. There is nothing is impossible. They will tell you you will be rich, whatever they will ask you to do, and you might become rich. But is it from God? They will tell you, they will see you and tell you everything about your life so to bring you closer to them so you can listen to them. But is it from God? 
Sometimes I do look at my, 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 my brethren in Africa and I just say, God, have mercy upon us. And say, sometimes I say, come now, Lord Jesus. Some people, the preacher is, is not allowed to walk on the surface. They are carrying the preacher. Where did you see that in the Bible? And it's because of the miracles they are seen. Really, someone like that, are, are those miracles from God? Yes, they are miracle because if something is happening unusual, we call it miracle, are we? But are they from God? There's someone in one of the South, South Africa, I don't know which country, maybe Lou, you will help me. They told his, his followers to eat grass. I think it was Zimbabwe or whatever, I don't know, I'm not sure. They were eating grass. Really? That's because there is a miracles. Some of the things when you read or when you see, one of them was in the BBC, in fact, a documentary. What they were doing, I cannot even mention it here. And they said it's Christianity. That's one, even the Satan won't do that, honestly. Even the Satan won't do that. It was, in fact, in such a way, BBC, they follow them to do a documentary. God have mercy upon us. I know in Africa, people, they have a lot of problem. And when they find a solution, they run to it. But most of the solution, especially with those we bring, but those call themselves men of God, it's very, very dangerous. Very dangerous. Temptation is allowed by God so we may realize how weak we are. And if we are weak, where our strength comes from? From God. We need to depend on him. And Satan said, if thou son of God, do you think Satan was at, even at one point doubting that Jesus was the son of God? No. He knows. And he was not doubting that, but he was trying. You know, sometimes when you've been asked, if you are really a Christian, do this or do that. We want to do it. But that is pride. You know, you are a Christian. You know you believe God. You know you're fixing, you, you have fixed your eyes upon Jesus. You know what he can do. You know what in the miracles he has done. You know what he has already done before. So why should you compete with the word to show them how powerful your God is? To compete with the, word is, the, the world is just to tell them how good and merciful God is, not what he can do. Because you will turn a magician if you wanted to compete things in the world because I'm quite convinced God will not be on it. Even if you will do it, you will turn out to be a magician, not a son of God or a child of God. When pride comes, then comes disgrace. But with humility comes wisdom. Proverbs 16 verse 5 says that the Lord detects all the proud of heart. But 
Be sure of this, they will not go unpunished. In James chapter 4, verse 6, he said, But he gave us more grace. That is why scripture says, God opposes the proud, but show favor to the humble. If we are humble before him, his favor is upon us. If we are proud, he will oppose us. Even things which we could have done, because he said, these things I do, so you can do it as long as you believe, as long as you follow his word. But with pride, with pride, we cannot do it. We need to be humble. Even if you know that if I pray for this person, we'll get healed, which it will, because it's the word of God. Don't be proud. Don't be proud because you pray for somebody and get healed. Don't be proud, proud because you lead somebody to Christ. Don't be proud because you speak a word and people, they hear it and they want to know more about Jesus. Don't be proud because you have done something and you, in your eyes you have seen result. No matter what we do, all glory goes to him. All the worship belongs to him. All the honor and adoration is for him. He deserves it all because he is God of all. He is our father. He is the one who created everything. He is the one who knows what we are going through. He is the one who has won for us and he's continuing winning for us as we fix our eyes on him. Amen. Father God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for when we go through temptation, we know you are there with us. We know you will guide us and you will lead us. That we may not yield to the schemes of the devil. That we will look up to you knowing that all it is well because of what you've done for us and you continue doing for us. Amen.